Ahoy mateys! Welcome to Podcasts of the Caribbean, a podcast covering the world of Pirates of the Caribbean, from the movies, to books, to theme parks, to everything in between. My name is Justin Helmer, and I will be your host on this voyage through the Caribbean. Hello and welcome back to Podcast of the Caribbean. This is episode 17 of the podcast and today we are talking about a short film, a Pirates of the Caribbean short film that a lot of people don't really know about and it is the short film titled Wedlocked. Um, and this was shot during the production of Dead Man's Chest and At World's End but it wasn't released until um, 2011 with On Stranger Tides which is really strange because that was four years after At World's End. Um, but let's get into a background of this, and then, of course, we'll cover the short in full like we did with the movies. Um, of course, this is only a seven-minute long short, but it's a very cool one, um, one that I hope you guys will enjoy me covering. So, like I said, this wasn't released until 2011, um, and around March 2011, Vanessa Branch, who plays Giselle, um, she teased that a Pirates-related project was going to be coming out in fall 2011, um, which was when On Street Ties was going to release on DVD, Blu-ray, blah, blah, blah. Um, and this is also when Disney announced their special edition of the four-film collection, which uh, had a really cool packaging. I actually have this. I, I bought it very recently, um, but... The box for the movies is the Dead Man's Chest, um, and inside it has an Aztec medallion, um, and you open that up and it has all of the movies in there and everything. Um, but on the bonus features disc for Honest Trader Tides, they had this new short film that was called Wedlocked, um, and this was directed by James Ward Burkett, who we've talked about before. Um, he was a conceptual artist on um, the Pirates films, and... When they were shooting um, the Shipwreck Cove sequence in At World's End, um, James Ward Burkett went up to Gore Verbinski and he's like, we should shoot a movie um, in here during off hours. And Gore Verbinski's like, go for it. <laughs> so um, Burkett got Disney interested in the idea for the short film. Um, and then he worked with Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio and they wrote a script together and then they shot Wedlocked in a span of three days. They only had three days to shoot it because afterward they destroyed the set, unfortunately. Um, but this was shot, of course, at the Walt Disney Studios. That's where the set was made. And since they were still filming At World's End, they still had all the costumes and everything like that. And all the actors were still there, so they easily got everyone in for this. But yeah, so this is actually a strange short film because this does not star any of the main characters. So there's no Jack Sparrow, there's no Barbosa, no Will Turner, no Elizabeth Swan, no Gibbs. This only revolves around Giselle and Scarlet, who are the two wenches from Tortuga that we've seen um, in all three of the original Pirates of the Caribbean films. So, like I said, this was filmed um, at the Shipwreck Cove set, um, but this was not set during At World's End. This was actually, this short film is set before Curse of the Black Pearl. So this is the earliest um, piece of film media for Pirates of the Caribbean that we have. Um, it's the earliest in the timeline. Um, so that is pretty interesting. So this is, gives us a pretty good backstory of a lot of things. 
there are actually a lot of really um, cool plot points that are actually shown here. Um, I won't talk about them yet because we're going to wait till we cover the film, but a lot of things that you may notice in Curse of the Black Pearl that were unsolved plot points are actually um, talked about and mentioned here. So I actually really like that. Um, but without further ado, let's get right into it. Um, and let's talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, Wedlocked. I have been egregiously underbidable. Seventy for the redhead. You don't believe in the trickery in those locks, are you? That's no trickery here. Oh, then it must be elsewhere, is that it? All right, so the short film begins with a shot of the uh, Piratic Codex, the Pirate Code, and a pirate grabs it and opens up the code and reveals... Um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Tales of the Code. Um, and as it zooms in, it shows the word wedlocked. Um, and this makes me wonder if they actually planned to do more of these kind of short films. Because it says Pirates of the Caribbean, Tales of the Code. So I wonder if it was kind of like supposed to be a spin-off kind of series, but they just didn't end up making any more of them. Because um, this is the only short film that exists for Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, so I wonder if that was maybe planned at some point or just didn't come to be, or it was just something that is added in here. But it does make me wonder if there, if there were more planned. Um, but once we go past the intro, um, we see a nice shot of Shipwreck Cove, uh, which I think is reused from At World's End, but it's all right. Um, but then we see Scarlet, who is in front of a mirror, um, getting ready for her wedding um, and she sees someone is on the other side of the mirror so uh, Scarlet cranes her neck to the right and then at the same time she sees Giselle also doing the same exact motion on the other side of the mirror but they see each other and Giselle's like you corner of Dock Street and 3rd Avenue have you come for the wedding and then Scarlet's like, clearly. And then Giselle's like, you shouldn't have. And by that, I mean you shouldn't have. Uh, but it seems that Scarlet is in complete disbelief that Giselle would ever get married. So Scarlet's like, you are getting married? How far along are you? Um, and Giselle says, my groom has dreamy eyes and speaks fancy words with lots of syllables. And Scarlet's like, my groom is a captain. Men all around the world speak his name. And then Giselle's like, perhaps you've heard of my fiancé? And they both hold up their hands and showing their rings. At the same time, Scarlett and Giselle both say, Jack Sparrow. Um, and at this time, they both realize uh, that Jack has duped both of them. So Giselle's like, that scoundrel thinks he can marry the both of us. Um, and then right after she says that, the curtain right next to them um pulls up and reveals this room full of pirates um, that are, you know, waiting and watching them currently now. Um, so we have a whole ton of pirates that are yelling and cheering. Um, and Giselle and Scarlet, of course, terrified of what is currently happening. Um, but then we get the reveal of the auction take a wench for a bride sign. And now this is um, the theme of this whole short film it's a play um, on the auction scene from the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction that we talked about a few episodes ago in that episode. So if you want to learn more about the attraction, make sure you go listen to that episode. 
Um, but of course, this is the auction scene that used to be there. Of course, this was shot in 2007. It was released in 2011. Um, but the auction scene was still there until, I think, 2017 or 2016. Um, so this is still, you know, the Wench auction, which is no longer in the Disney parks. Um, but I still think it's really cool how they incorporated this part of the attraction into the actual um, Pirates of the Caribbean universe. And of course, you know, Scarlet is kind of playing the role of the redhead who in the ride. So I think it's really neat to kind of tie this all together with more stuff from the ride. Um, but as they're see looking at all these pirates, um, <laughs> this one old lady who apparently is also up for bid, um, she walks up behind them. And she's like, it's the happiest day in a girl's life. Um, but then we get the reveal of this one pirate who's making his way to um, the stage. And he says, my lords, chaps, masters, esquires, and gentlemen of fortune, I present to you such loveliness as to make you weep. Such grace as will strike you sober. Each wench certified virginal. Pure as snowflakes they are. Leastwise in spirit, if not flesh. Uh, of course, we got the reveal of John Vickery, who is playing the role of the auctioneer from the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, uh, which is very, very cool. Um, and since we've kind of seen all the characters here, let me introduce the characters. Of course, I just said John Vickery is playing the auctioneer. Um, Vanessa Branch, of course, is playing Giselle, and Lauren Mayers, of course, playing Scarlet. Um, and we have another cast member who we won't see until the end of the short film, but I won't reveal it because it's a really cool moment. Um, but some of the pirates in the audience, um, they all have names. So let me just go through the list of names. We have three pirates that have very important names, and then the other pirates just have just random names. But um, the very fancy-looking pirate... Um, that we see. His name is the Marquis Davis, and this is a play on, um, well, an, the Imagineer Mark Davis's name, who of course contributed a lot to the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and we talked about him um, a few episodes ago as well, um, but I think that's really cool to have that. Um, another one of the pirates is named Atencio after uh, Xavier Atencio, who of course wrote the song Yo-Ho, Pirate's Life for Me, he wrote the script for the ride. Um, and then we also have another pirate who is named Slurry Gibson. And this pirate is named after Blaine Gibson, who um, was the lead sculptor and he sculpted all the, the figures for the ride as well. So it's really cool to have those three pirates named after people who worked on the ride because this, this short film is so ride inspired I, I just i think it's so cool to have those characters named um yeah it's just, it's really awesome and then we have a bunch of other pirates in this we have gregor we have jerome we have nigel we have mungard we have um the wench that came up to giselle and scarlet just a second ago her name is una um we have dante but yeah there's a ton of pirates in this um but very cool to have those three named pirates. I just think it's so cool to have those, you know, um, ride-inspired names for those guys. So, very, very cool. Um, but Scarlet is, Scarlet is like, where's Jack? And then Giselle's like, yeah. Um, and the auctioneer clearly does not, is not listening to them. Um, he grabs a bouquet of flowers and gives it to Giselle. 
He's like, now, first item up for bid, 20 pieces of silver. Do I hear 20? Um, and one of the pirates, he says, five, I bid five. Um, and Giselle's like, that's not five. Five? And then the auctioneer is like, I say that, five. And the auctioneer continues uh, the bidding, and he says, I have five. Do I hear ten? These are treasures beyond measure. And of course, um, so once Scarlet gets the notion that they're getting money, um, she starts to show off, <laughs> starts to show off for the pirates, and she lifts her dress and reveals her leg, which is also another reference to the to the ride because if you've seen the original version of the auction scene, um, the redhead would actually pull up her dress and show the the one leg. So I just I love the ride references in this short. It's just it's. It's oozing with references to the original attraction, and I love that. Um, but Scarlet, of course, is showing off, and um, the Marquis Davis, he says, 20 for the redhead. Um, and then the auctioneer says, do I hear 30? Taking 30. Um, and then one of the pirates yells, 30! And then the auctioneer says, 30, do I hear 40? Um, and then uh, now that Giselle sees that Scarlet is getting the major bidding here. She starts kind of like pushing her out of the way. Um, and one of the pirates says, fine, 40 for the redhead. Um, and the auctioneer says, step aside, Giselle. Um, and then he grabs the flowers from Giselle and gives them to Scarlet. And then, of course, we get one of the pirates saying the iconic phrase from the ride, we wants the redhead. Uh, so once again, another ride reference. You love to see it. But Giselle is fed up now, and she's like, it's advertising, is it then? Fine. Um, and then she kind of, like, pushes her pushes her breasts up um, and, like, kind of shows them off more. Um, <laughs> which gets a, a good reaction from the pirate audience. Um, and one of the pirates named Nigel, he stands up and he says, Here's for the one with the flaxen hair! And then Giselle's like, ooh, flaxen. Um, and then one of the other pirates says, 50 for the redhead. And the auctioneer says, 50. 50, do I hear 60? Um, and then the one old pirate says, 60. And then another one of the pirates says, 15 for the flax, uh, for, for the not redhead. Um, and then we get a really cool Pirates of the Caribbean reference here. And Giselle says, I have been egregiously underbid upon. And now she mispronounces the word on purpose, because if you remember back at the end of At World's End, when Jack Sparrow is talking to both of them, and he has that little rant, and he's like, yes, I lied to you. No, I don't love you. Of course it makes you look fat. It is pronounced egregious. And by the way, no, I've never actually met Pizarro, but I love his pies. And all this pales into other insignificance in the light of the fact that my ship is once again gone. Savvy? And of course, you know, in that he says it's pronounced egregious. And I love the fact that Giselle mispronounces it here just because it ties back in. I ugh, I love it. It's great. Um, but the Marquis Davis says 70 for the redhead. Um, and <laughs> Giselle's like, you're not believing in the trickery in those locks, are you? And then Scarlet's like, there is no trickery here. And then Giselle's like, oh, it must be elsewhere. Is that it? Um, and Scarlet gets fed up and she slaps Giselle, um, and Scarlet says, coming up from this one to be scraping barnacles from the hull for a week. 
Um, and Giselle starts fighting back, and she pushes Scarlet away, and they start arguing, and uh, <laughs> they just start begin fighting, and I love how all the pirates are just laughing and enjoying all that's happening. Um, but Giselle and Scarlet are like punching each other, slapping each other. Um, I love how. <laughs> Scarlet like kicks Giselle and knocks her over and then like pounces onto her. And then we just get this hilarious shot of Scarlet biting Giselle's leg and Giselle like trying to push her off. And then like they both stop because they see all the pirates are just staring at them. And then after like a quiet movement, all the pirates start start cheering again. And the Marquis Davis he's like, Wildcats, I'll bid two hundred for the pair. Um, and the auctioneer is like, offering them is a lot. And then one of the other pirates bids 225. And then they just keep coming in 250, 300. And then uh, Giselle and Scarlet just look at each other again, and Giselle just slaps Scarlet. Scarlet slaps her back. Um, and the bids just keep rolling in as they fight each other. And then the, the one pirate's like, we bid 400. And the auctioneer is like, we? And, and the pirate's like, we formed a corporation. Um, and then we go back to the Marquis Davis, and he's like, 500. Um, and as the other wenches are trying to pull Giselle and Scarlet apart, they're still fighting each other. Um, and then we go back to the guy who started the corporation, and he says, 550. Um, and Marquis Davis goes to 600. And as Giselle and Scarlet are still fighting, we go back to the corporation, and he says, we bid 617. And then Nigel says, and a goat? <laughs> and we get a pan down to a shot of his goat. <laughs> and then the one pirate behind him is like, Nigel, you love that goat. You love that goat. <laughs> it's so, it's hilarious. Um, and then the Marquis Davis slaps back with his final bid and says, 702 goats. Um, and Giselle and Scarlet stop fighting and they look at him um, and then everyone goes quiet and then the auctioneer is like, 702 goats it is. And he slams down on the table. Um, and the corporation and all the other pirates are all saddened. Um, but we go back to, uh, Giselle and Scarlet, and Scarlet's like, 700? And Giselle's like, we're rich! And Scarlet's like, we have goats! And they start cheering, because they think they're getting paid that money. Um, but then the auctioneer walks over and, um, slaps some irons on their wrists, locking them together. Um, and the auctioneer's like, I am rich, I have goats! And then he says, I regret to inform you as felicitator of this transaction, I take in form of commission a fair percentage. And then Giselle's like, how much? And then the auctioneer's like, 100%. <laughs> and then Scarlet's like, you can't do that. And then the auctioneer's like, as holder of the property disposed, in fact, I can. And then Scarlet's like, no one owns me. And Giselle's like, we're not property. And then, at this point, all the pirates, especially the Marquis Davis, he's like, they're all mad. And he says, are they for sale or not? Um, and then, they all start drawing their weapons um, and aiming it at the auctioneer. And he, the auctioneer's like, wait, lower your cannons. I traded for them fair and square, meaning I can do as I like. 
including resale at profit. It says so right over here in the hallowed pirate code. Um, and then this other pirate who we have not seen yet, he comes over, his name's Mungard. Um, and he says, aye, the code be the law as always. And woe to anyone who shows it any disrespect. Um, this kind of scares all the other pirates. Um, but Giselle's like, so, for the sake of argument, this stocking I was wearing, and she pulls off her stocking and holds it up, and all the pirates start getting a reaction out of this. Then Giselle's like, you own this. And then the auctioneer's like, absolutely. And then Giselle's like, and if I sing a song... You own that too. And then the auctioneer is like, undoubtedly. And then Giselle's like, fine. Then own this. And she walks over to Mungard and she slaps him in the face. Um, and all the pirates get scared. Um, and I love this shot of when Mungard looks back at Giselle. Giselle is completely unfazed, but Scarlet is like, like scared for her life. I love that kind of, like, difference between them. I love the character development that we get for them in this. Um, but Mungard gets super pissed, and he's like, You're gonna pay for that! Um, and he pulls out his pistol and aims it at the auctioneer, and he's like, No, wait! Sold to the man with the goat! And he throws the key to, um... He throws the key to Nigel, and then Nigel says, I only borrowed the goat! And he throws the key, they keep throwing the key around to other pirates, and then he gives it to the Marquis David, and he, and he's like, buyer's remorse, and he throws the key back to the auctioneer. Buyer's remorse, they're still yours. And then Mungard goes back to aiming at the auctioneer. Um, and then one of the old pirates accidentally fires his pistol, uh, which starts scaring everyone. Everyone starts freaking out, um, and Mungard goes to aim at whoever shot, and in this moment, Giselle and Scarlet run away from the scene, um, and then the auctioneer is like, no, don't you see? This is all the doing of one man, Jack Sparrow, and then Mungard turns around, he's like, where? And then he shoots his pistol, and he shoots right through the pirate code, and, um, the auctioneer falls down on the ground, um, and everyone's like, oh, he shot the code. So everyone, of course, is shocked, and the one, one of the pirates says, Captain Teague will have his head. Uh, Mungard walks over to the auctioneers, laying under the pirate code. Um, and Mungard's like, get him out of here! <laughs> I love how um, when they're pulling the auctioneer up, he's like, be not deterred, gentlemen. I have a fresh consignment of five Peruvian llamas to be delivered in a fortnight. Um, and Mungard takes charge of the situation. He says, lock up the code, strike the wenches! And he turns back to the crowd, and he says, and if any of ye ever speak a word of this... I'll have your tongue. And then we see the crowd of pirates who are not at all wanting to speak. And then we get a surprise appearance at the very end here of David Bailey as Cotton and the parrot is on his shoulder and shocking literally everyone, Cotton says, I sir, mum's the word. And then his parrot says, ah, mum's the word. So, there we get the reveal of Cotton actually speaking. So, this is before Cotton lost his tongue, and it actually explains why Cotton, Cotton lost his tongue. I just, I love it so much. I love how it just, oh, there's so many cool plot points that are actually kind of 
shown here to happen. It's it's fantastic. I also just love seeing Cotton in this. Um, it's so cool. It's it's fantastic. Um, but then we get one last scene of Giselle and Scarlet who are um, escaping. Uh, but Giselle's like, next time I see him, I'll be reacquainting Jack Sparrow with the palm of my hand. And there's another thing. That's why they slap him when they see him again in Curse of the Black Pearl. Um, which I also, I, just, I love all these, these references and how they come back. It's great. Um, but Scarlet says, not that I don't trust Jack, but in case he got cold feet. I thought perhaps taking these out of his boat might slow him down a bit. And then it pans down to um, Scarlet's hand, and she has four nails in her hand. Um, and then we get one last shot of the four nails that are missing in Jack's boat at the beginning of the Curse of the Black Pearl. So they just reuse some Curse of the Black Pearl footage here. But the four nails that are missing in the Jolly Mon, which is the ship, that Jack sails in on at the beginning of Curse of the Black Pearl. Those were taken out by Scarlet, which explains why his boat was sinking, which is another thing that is explained here. Um, and we see, of course, this scene of Jack seeing his ship is sinking um, and trying to um, bail the water out with his bucket. And then we go right back over to two pirates who are throwing the pirate code back into a treasure chest. And they slam the lid down, and it cuts to black. And that is the end of Tales of the Code, Wedlocked. And then we get this cool pirate song called Pirate Bride um, in the credits. But of course, it was directed by James Ward Burkett. Um, it was written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio. Um, but yeah, overall, I just, I love this short film. I think it's just, it's, it's so cool, like, that this even exists in the first place. Um, because this is the only short film we have for Pirates of the Caribbean, and it's cool there even is a short film in the first place, um, but I just, I love it, it's cool, it explains so many things that happen later on in the movies, um, and it has a ton of references to the ride that the movies were based on in the first place, so overall, it's, it's honestly just like, it's such a fun seven minute short um, it's actually 10 minutes, but there's three minutes of credits, so it's seven minutes long. But it's just, a, it's a fun short. It has great dialogue. It's funny. It has, you know, a great, cool, like, actual role that we get to see more of Giselle and Scarlet, who, of course, we only, we only see them for probably three minutes max if you combine all of their screen time in the first three movies. So it's cool to actually just get some time with them to actually kind of develop their characters a bit more. Um, and I, I just, I love that a lot. And I'll end it here with this cool um, quote from James Ward Burkett. And he says, Wedlocked was a labor of love, a short film I directed especially for super fans of the Pirates movies. Knowing we had a small budget and borrowed sets, Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott wrote a script for me that recalled the Pirates ride born in the movies. Slappers, Vanessa Branch and Lauren Mayer turned in leading lady performances that should get them their own TV spinoff. And it was beautifully shot by Nick Sadler, who was the um, cinematographer on this short film. Um, and I do agree with James. Scarlett and Giselle should have got like a TV show or something because they, they just have great chemistry together. Like it's like this short just shows that their, their chemistry together is fantastic. Um, 
But yeah, that is Wedlocked. I hope you enjoyed this shorter episode this this time around. Um, I was thinking of doing something else with Wedlocked to kind of make it a longer episode, but I just wanted to do Wedlocked as one full episode, um, not combine anything else. But yes, it is a shorter episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Either way, um, I love this short film. If you guys want to watch this yourself, um, I don't think it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, but it is on YouTube. If you just search up um, Pirates of the Caribbean Wedlocked, it should come up on YouTube. So if you want to watch it, that is how you can watch it there to search it up on YouTube. I really recommend you to watch this. It's so fun. If you're a Pirates of the Caribbean fan, you will definitely love this. If you love the ride as well, you'll love the references. Um, and of course, the, the, the references to the movies as well. Um, it's just overall so good. It's... It's, it's absolutely fantastic. So thank you all for listening to this episode of Podcast of the Caribbean. I know it's a shorter episode, but I hope you've enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, if you've, I mean, if you just listen to the podcast, I thank you so much. If you've left a review, if you've left a rating on any of the platforms, um, thank you as well. It really means a lot to me that people are enjoying this podcast and still enjoying Pirates of the Caribbean. 20 years after the first movie, which I still find so hard to believe. Um, and of course, we will be doing a big 20th anniversary episode for Curse of Black Pearl, and that'll probably be coming out closer to the actual anniversary of the film. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That'll be a very fun episode. Um, but thank you so much. I've also been getting lots of emails and Instagram messages from people that are really loving the podcast, and that really just, it really warms my heart, I want you guys to know, it really warms my heart to see all all of you send me messages that show how much you're loving the podcast, and how much you love Pirates of the Caribbean, and like, it really makes me just feel great, you know, I'm just making this silly podcast talking about pirates, and a lot of people agree with me and our big fans as well and you know it just it makes me happy that there are still Pirates of the Caribbean fans out there um because of course you know with no new material coming out no new content coming out you know fandoms can kind of get stale and kind of die out but the Pirates fandom is still there in some places you just gotta look for it um but thank you so much for listening I'll see you all in the next episode of Podcast of the Caribbean Podcast of the Caribbean is in no way affiliated with Disney. If you want to send me an email or a question, send it over to podcastofthecaribbean at gmail.com. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at podcastpotc and over on Instagram at podcastofthecaribbean. I post fun content, trivia over there. Make sure you go give those platforms a follow. Uh, And as always, keep a weather eye on the horizon. And always remember, dead men tell no tales.